It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Soldiers Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. Hey, uh, we've taken a couple weeks hiatus because we've had some health issues recently. Um, I got really sick with something that probably, I mean, it felt like the flu, but it wasn't the flu. You know, they stick that uh, swab like all the way back to your brain through your nose to find oh, out yeah. the flu. And I don't have the flu. <clears throat> so you feel like you were being mummified? mummified? It was pretty bad. I mean, I couldn't breathe. I mean, it was awful. And then Richard had his own health thing that happened with his eye. Yeah, I had to go get some LASIK surgery done. My eye's been, my left eye's been turning outwards for a while. Apparently, that's been going on my entire life, and I didn't know it until hmm. recently. It just kind of got worse, so. Well, we're somewhat recovered. I, I've almost recovered. I mean, my voice is better than what it was. I mean, I wasn't going to record because it was just, my voice was so bad, and I'm coughing constantly, and, and I'm I, still kind of coughing once in a while, so I'm going to try to edit those coughs out. Yeah, well, yeah, and I haven't been able to really watch anything until just the past few days, just because of recovering from he's, the surgery, so it's, cabin it's, fever. it's, yeah, I actually, it actually caused me to break out my, my Nintendo 3DS. Oh my gosh, for, since I, that I well, it's a good system. I just haven't it played it in like in like five years. But like desperation. Yeah, yeah. See, I can see things close up, but further off, like TV or whatever, I can't. So, but I do. I went and got Legends of Zelda, uh, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, and I finally understand all those jokes about how annoying Navi is. <laughs> just ugh. Well, before we but before I got sick and before Richard had his surgery, Richard and I went to see Aquaman. Now, this movie's made like billions of dollars now. What? Uh, like one billion worldwide just this last weekend. So. Yeah, but it's garbage. It it's crap. <laughs> I'm sorry if you liked it. I don't understand why. I I don't um, get it. I don't get it. I don't. It felt like it was written by a 13-year-old. It was bad. The dialogue was bad. The the, so the banter that was supposed to be funny and cute mm-hmm. was not. I mean, it, well, it, it was supposed to be clever. It just was not clever was not. And um, the story was pretty weak. Um, I, I just didn't feel like... I mean, it didn't feel like what it should be. I mean, Aquaman... Now, look. Aquaman, for a long time, has been kind of a lame character anyway. I mean... Well, back in the day with, you know, Justice League and stuff when it was on TV, he's kind of a lame character. I mean, he talked to fish, you know, and he's got like, uh, that's basically what all well, it was back then. Well, but well, the which one are we talking about? Justice League? Are we, the are old you, Justice League oh, from back in the day. Oh, Super you talk Friends. Super Friends. Okay. Because I was yeah, say, Justice pretty weak. 2003 Justice League, <clears throat> that version of Aquaman was great. Yeah, he was pretty good. He actually stole he was, the show. He was, he was, I mean, he was dark. He was kind of uh-huh. probably the darkest and grit, maybe grit, darker and grittier than Batman on that show. Right, yeah. So he was but really But I mean, cool. you know, this character, I just could not get myself to, to really like him. Look, I didn't like, just, I never, I, I didn't like the whole Aqua Bro thing. <laughs> That they had going on in Justice League, yeah. anyways. This yeah. whole version, this really feels like this really feels like a version of the character that would have been 
fine in the 90s, but it does not fit in the modern no, day. No. It era. seems like DC needs to up their, uh, you know, bring their superheroes into the 21st century. It's not. I mean, it's just, there are a lot of things wrong with this movie. Um, I'm going to say that the villain, um, they were, okay, it follows a formula that I've said for several times. If you put too many villains in a movie, a superhero movie, it usually turns out terrible. Um, in this case, we have Black Manta, which could have been a great character, could have been a fantastic character, but it ended up being, oh, get you because you killed my dad. Oops, spoiler. And oh, I well, don't, it doesn't whatever. matter. This Who movie cares? is so bad. Um, it's like, you know, the guy is like avenging his father. Um, which is a really tired trope. I mean, people have done that so many times. It's just like, uh. And you know what? I don't, I kind of sympathize with him a little bit because Aquaman was kind of a jerk. Yeah, he was a jerk. That was the whole deal. And, and again, spoiler, don't care. He, uh, he, um, <laughs> he, so apparently, uh, Black Man is dad, like, shoots at him and he like throws an anchor or something at him and pins him up against the wall and his and it's filling up with water and he's like save my dad and he he's like nah and he just like leaves he leaves yeah he totally leaves it's it's just uh i don't know it was bad i out of five stars i'm gonna give it one i'm giving it one um, One star. I mean, it is. Well, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm giving it two, two. but on, I'm giving it two, but only, but only because it is occasionally, occasionally entertaining. Occasionally, yeah, it is occasionally entertaining. But I'm only going to give it a one. Okay. Honestly, whoever wrote this, it was like four different writers. It four was different writers. James Wan. Man, if and all those Jeff writers John, can't come together, yeah, and make Jeff a movie, Johns then, that was actually one of the screenwriters on this. Wow, and so, that's amazing. Um, but, you know, he was one of the screenwriters on Green Lantern, too. So True. You know what? I think, now that I think about it, this is going to go down in history as another Green Lantern-type movie. I do. It, yes, except that Green Lantern flopped at the box office. And again, this stupid movie has made a buttload of, mo- buttload of money. So it's going to... It, they're most likely going to make a sequel because you don't make a ton of money and not make a sequel. Okay. You uh, know what this movie's done? It's absolutely burned me on DC movies. I'm not sure if I want to see any more of them now. I don't know. I'll, I'll go see Shazam. I'm still kind of looking forward to that. I really like Zachary. I just hope that I it's just, not all the stuff you've seen in the trailers, the funny stuff. Yeah, honestly, I really hope not. Honestly, it, that's what happened with Aquaman. Everything you see in the trailer is pretty much the highlights of the movie. But I do really like Zachary Levi, and that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I will go see this. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be worth it. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we will review it. I mean, we're going to go see it this year, and we'll definitely review it for you. So, with that in mind, um, we don't really have a, a movie of the week or a pilot of a retro pilot review today. Because um, this is our first show of the year, and we've missed a couple shows. Mm. So what we wanted to do um, was we wanted to talk for a little bit about some of the things that are coming out this year that we're looking forward to. Um, we also want to talk about things that came out last year that we really enjoyed and things that came out last year that we really hated. Yeah, this was actually going to be our topic for the New Year's yeah. episode. But yeah. again, nah, it's we, okay. We've we're been cramming on. a lot of yeah. stuff into this one because, you know, we're we're trying to, you know, 
catch up. So, um, all right. So first, let's talk about the movies that came out last year. Um, you have a list. Of, uh, you told me to make up five. Five you liked. Five you hated. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. Well, I've got five. Uh, I've got five that I liked. Um, first of all, first one, Annihilation. And yes, that's a great movie. And and, and for. The record, I'm not saying that, like, Avengers, hey, Infinity... It's not just because it had Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah. Even though, you know, I really like Natalie Portman. Eh, I don't, cool. I don't, she's all right. I um, like her in movies. She's pretty cool. She's she seems right. believable. Um, Except she seems very frail. She seems like she, she might, does, might be able to blow yeah. her down with, like, a, 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 a light gust of wind. She needs to eat a little more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> she knows Krav Maga because she's an Israeli. Is that racist? I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. That's a, it's taught to all uh, Israeli soldiers. Oh, really? She's actually I, been through the military. Oh, really? She's been through the military. I think so. I didn't know that. Well, I, I know that. Um, I know that uh, Gal Gadot was. Gal Gadot had, has. But I didn't. And, yeah. I didn't yeah. know she had. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't. Know. What? Whatever. Anyway. Anyways, uh, these. This list. First of all, oh, also this list. I'm um, this. I'm not saying that uh, Infin- Avengers: Infinity War is not wasn't awesome, all stuff. What I'm Look, trying to I'm trying to boil these down to five, yeah. and so I did it. So what I wanted to do was just try and cover some of the ones that weren't really talked about a whole mm-hmm. lot, or that mm-hmm. just did not that they weren't talked about either. Some of them were really talked about; they just didn't get a lot of box office receipts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Annihilation is that first one. It did get a lot of good reviews and a lot mm-hmm. of good word of mouth, but it just didn't do well at the box office. And I think it came out the same weekend as some other huge movie. I just don't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, there was some big movie that came out that weekend, and I did not see that movie. And I might have gone to see it, um, but I mean, honestly, that was. I think oh, it, it was, might have been Ant Man and the Wasp. Maybe, may, yeah, and that might have been it. Or it was some family movie. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, Annihilation I thought was one was uh, was an amazing film. Uh-huh. I thought one of the best sci-fi films of the year. Yeah, and it um, was it was uh, what made it great was uh, it was really unexpected, and you weren't really sure what was gonna happen from you know moment to moment in the movie. And uh, regardless of you know, performances. There were some good and really great performances in the film. I felt genuinely in peril through the whole thing and uneasy. Almost like I did when I first watched the Alien movie for the first time. You know, oh, I felt yeah. Like the, I felt a little bit the, on edge. The creatures in this, spe- uh, specifically <clears throat> one creature, um, uh, I don't remember. We reviewed this, so I don't remember if we talked yeah. about this creature or not, so I won't say... I won't give the whole deal about it in case, you know, that counts as a spoiler or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, there's this creature they encounter later on, and it's the most unsettling, one of the most unsettling <laughs> things that It I've was seen in the very movie. creepy, especially its call. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the noise it makes. And, you know, I won't tell you what it that's, is. That's what I was referring to, was the yeah. call it makes. And yeah, it's, like, it's pretty geez. creepy. Uh, I, I, st- I think I had a nightmare after I watched it. I mean, it was pretty, pretty disturbing. Um, another, now I'm going to kind of talk about some, Richard's going to talk about a lot of movies and stuff, but I'm going to talk about a lot of television that I saw this year that was great. Um, the other thing that I really loved this year, I mean, of course you had Stranger Things too, which, you know, that goes without saying. And we should not really even talk about Marvel movies because it's like a hit out of the park every single one of these movies they had this year. We don't even really have to talk about them because Mm -hmm. they were all great. I mean, they all did really good building the story up to Infinity War, and then we had Infinity War, and then it was like, 
everything kind of revolves around that. And I thought Infinity War was fantastic. But um, a couple of things in TV happened this year. One of the things that was great that I really loved was the Orville. Um, the Orville came out, and um, at first I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but I watched it, and regardless of subject matter, because sometimes it's some weird subject matter on there, but it's really just satire. You know, they're just being satirical. Um, and and it, and the other thing was that I wasn't really that excited about Seth MacFarlane being involved because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Same here. I got um, I got some issues with the guy. Lo- love, love-hate. I mean, you know, as far as the... I un- he but the is- cool thing about this show, Richard, that I Go really ahead. think is really cool is that, um, and this is something I'm discovering as we're getting into season two, is that um, this show, like the original uh, Next Generation, which is what it's really patterned after, because it's one of the producers is Brandon Braga, who did Next Gen Forever, mm-hmm. um, and was one of the lead producers on that, um, really has made it feel like Next Gen. I mean, it feels like next gen, and it feels like I'm watching Star Trek again. But there's this added little thing where things happen on the show that honestly you do not see coming, and and it's like, oh, there's an expected thing to happen, right? The normal expected trope that's supposed to happen, and then all of a sudden it's like, what? That was completely off the. I mean, I had no idea that was going to go that way. And it's really good. I mean, it's really uh, thought-provoking and um, shocking in some cases. You know, it's like, wow, that was a great story hook. You know, I just really, I think the writing on the show is fantastic. I've, I've, I've not seen good writing like that in a long time on a science fiction show. Um, but I just love it. I just yeah, really love I, it. Regardless of subject matter, sometimes mm-hmm. the subject matter is like, eh. But I think as far as what they're trying to do with it, I really love it. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it is satire, but at the same time, what I really like about it is that it is, is it satire? It's more, I'd say it's more comic, more com, uh, more of a dramedy, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about it. It's more it of a drama. It's, it's very, it's funny, but it's also got a lot of heart. It's not like, it's well written. Mm-hmm. The drama is well written, and so. You it, know the mark of a good show? Listen, the mark of any good show, Richard, is if they, uh, if the characters have only been, you've only been in the character's world for a very few episodes, and then one of the characters ends up having something happen to them that's totally life-changing, or they get off the show or whatever, and you're bothered by it, it's a great show. Well, what I like about it, other... It's different in than other comedies, just kind of satirical comedies, and mm-hmm. that they feel like real characters that you can yeah. relate to. They, they don't. Do. They don't feel like. I mean, there are dumb, <laughs> dumb, just stupid characters on there meant, made for comedy made shows. Made for comedy, but yeah. The guy with the huge head. He's definitely yeah, you got, just there for comedy. And then the little flubber-looking guy played by <laughs> by by Norm Macdonald. But there are. <laughs> but these characters feel real. They, do. uh, they don't feel like just comedy cutouts yeah, that, that you're that's just what meant I'm that you're just meant to laugh at. The things that happen on the show are very um, well thought out and real. It's like, would the, if this was going to happen, here's the logical step that it would be and where it would go. And and uh, but still, there's enough surprises on it where you're just like, 
man, I did not see that coming. I mean, it was like, it, I had something, I mean, I don't know, maybe I should save this for whenever the, I'm, we are, I do want to do an episode later on where we just review the whole second season. Okay, yeah. After it comes out, but, um. There's something that happens in season two. It's like two separate episodes in season two where something happens and it's like, you know, in a normal episode, it'd be like, like, I don't know, some other show would be like, oh, we saved everybody. It's great. And then this show, it's like, oh, we didn't save everybody. Half of them had to die, you know, and it's like, that's probably what would happen in real life. You know, I mean, they may not save everyone. You know, it's like you don't have happy endings all the time. It's like things... Life happens, and you know. And I like that most episodes, they, it may not be apparent even halfway through the episode, mm-hmm. but always near the end of the episode, that it builds into some kind of moral. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's one of the things I just really was not expecting from a show made by Seth MacFarlane. Well, yeah. I mean, so, but that that episode with Bordas on season two, which we'll get to. We'll later. get to that. I don't want to talk about that here it right was, now. But it was, uh, man, it was touched on something that's really prevalent in the culture and and uh, needed to be said, and mm-hmm. and and it did it in a way that was very good and very important, and I and and had a good message, mm-hmm. and and so, you know, I mean, that show's great. I love it. Okay, so um, what are what's another oh. movie, Richard, that you love? Next up, Overlord. Oh, Which we also reviewed. Yeah, we've we reviewed it. most of these that I'm going to talk Overlord about. Overlord was great in a lot of ways. It, besides the fact that it was a good old fashioned horror movie, mm-hmm. and hey, zombies, uh, zombie Nazis, zombie Nazis, zombie Nazis are always awesome. Zombie, that sounds like something that Mork and Mork would say on Mork and Mindy. Zombie Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was. Really well filmed for. Was, I mean, the the director that 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 scene we talked about it. Yeah. That scene at the very beginning, oh, how yeah. well where he's dropping out of the plane. <laughs> that a second a director that had only made two film one oh, film before this. I know. Did a Man. shot like that. Great job. The guy like totally stepped up mm-hmm. and did everything he could to make a great film, and I, he did a great job. I mean, it's a good movie. It's it's, it's probably better. It's better than the subject matter had any right to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the subject matter is just so dumb. It sounds like a sci-fi channel movie, but they sure. made it into something fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, you could see, you could take dumb concepts and you can make great movies if you have the right people behind it. And yeah. so I, that's what I, so it was very refreshing to get a film like that in uh-huh. theaters, um, you know, rather than, you know, most of films like that, they don't make it in the theaters these days. No. They usually go directly to Netflix or to DVD, whatever. But it yeah. was great. I love that. Go see it. Buy it whenever it comes out on video. Right. Um, another one that was really good uh, TV-wise was... Was that Punisher? Did Punisher come out last year? That was, was the that was the year before. That was 20, okay. But, okay. No, I'm thinking about Daredevil. Daredevil season. I thought the season three, three of Daredevil, Daredevil was pretty good. And it, and it, and it kind of ended pretty well. And it's kind of sad that all that's going away, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daredevil's always been a, a kind of a special place in my heart. You know, it's kind of one of my favorite superheroes. Mm-hmm. And to see him realized on screen in a way that, you know, I mean, it was, it was fun. It well, was so they fun. are saying now that they were saying no at first, but now they're saying, yeah, they could continue those shows on, on the Disney streaming service. Disney Plus is what it's being wow. called. Okay. So, but they, it'll be at least two years. Mm. 
because okay. that's the deal they cut with Netflix. This is like, well, if we cancel one of the Marvel shows, Marvel can't use them any those characters anywhere except for Netflix yeah. for two years. Yeah. So, which is yeah. which is a dumb. I don't know why that would be in the contract, but uh, whatever. That's a the last two. I I only have two. Go more. ahead. Go ahead. Okay, last two. Um, I really. I really, and these are both Netflix things. Okay, the one I really loved, uh, the Coen Brothers. I always loved the Coen Brothers, and they outdid themselves doing a Netflix show, Netflix film, and I was blown away by it because it's like, what? It's on Netflix, and you turn on there, and you're expecting, you know, well, Netflix. Um, in a lot of ways, I mean, Netflix does some pretty good stuff. But sometimes it's hit and miss. It's either really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's like, hardly ever there's like an in the middle. I think the second one, you and I will disagree on that I'm going to talk about. But the first one uh, was um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And Ballad of Buster Scruggs, basically six um, Old West stories um, told in true Coen Brother fashion. Um, they are quirky and weird and awesome and... Uh, have deep, deep layers. I've got uh, my little, my son and his friend are like little film buffs, and I think they've watched Battle of the Buster Scruggs now like seven or eight times. Wow! And they've picked apart the one. There's one episode in there where there's this little guy with no arms and legs who sits there and recites poetry, and they've gone in and found out what all the poetry is, and it has to do with telling the story it's like part of the story if you don't know the poetry and the plays that he's reciting um a lot of it's lost on you but if you watch that and you understand what that is and i did because i'm an english teacher and i've heard all that stuff and i got it when i watched it the first time and the second time i watched it i was even more like but also maybe want to turn it off because what happens (laughs) but it's just you know it was so so depressing what happens but I mean, it, every one of those has a little message to them, and they're they're not they're not easy to decipher. You have to really watch them carefully, and that is the mark of great film. The second one I have, you're going to disagree with me. I know you are, but I watched Bird Box with my girls. Mm. Okay, and this thing is resonating with women much more than it resonates with men. And um, I I really. I kind of liked it um, in that I, I watched it with the girls. So I have their experience as well as my own watching it. And um, I like that they never showed the thing. I like that they didn't, you know, they had plans. They did. They actually showed online what it was going, what what it looked like, and it's bad. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Because Sandra, it makes for such a better film without showing well, the monster. It's kind of like Jaws where you mm-hmm. don't show the monster and well, it's scarier. Yeah. Well, the reason for that, though, was that, Jaws kept sinking. <laughs> yeah, so it, was it kept sinking and breaking. Yeah, it was like a <laughs> like a bad submarine that yeah. was made out of plastic. Um, no, but uh, I really, you know, when she's talking to those kids and she's telling them, you know, this whole at the beginning of the movie, she's just like yelling at them, and and you're just like, man, how could you talk to children that way? What horrible thing to say. And um, but then you get why. I mean, she's trying to help them survive. And uh, this thing apparently looks like your worst nightmare, your worst fear, whatever it is. And um, 
I mean, this kind of thing has been done before. I've seen other movies that have done this kind of thing where, you know, it, if you see the thing, it's going to kill you. Um, but, and then, there, of course, there's been tons of memes made about mm-hmm. Bird Box. But, uh, but I don't know. I, I liked it first time around. I watched it the first time and I enjoyed it. I had a, I, I felt connected in to, um, uh, I felt connected to Sandra Bullock a little bit in the film. Um, and the ending, where she's like talking to the little kids, and she says, "Your name is so and so, and your name is so and so." I was like, "Why'd you name a boy and girl? That's so horrible." Um, she's honestly though, the character is not. What I think is cool about it, and what I think is interesting about the film, is that her character's not exactly that likable. No, she's pretty. She's not very likable. No, um, she's kind of selfish. She's, she's and, very bitter. You know, but through it, she learns to care for other people and to become a mother. So it's like, that's that was the thing that I thought was good. So my, my disagreement, it's not that I think it was a bad movie. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a perfectly serviceable piece of the genre. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that it was a great movie. I didn't yeah. think it was... Some people making it out to be some kind of masterpiece. It's not I, a masterpiece. It, it's, it's not. A good film. I think they. It, no, it's not a masterpiece. It really felt like they were just kind of borrowing elements from mm-hmm. from from like a, a quiet place and the well, happening. See, that's the other movie and that the, I really liked was mm-hmm. the Quiet Place. The A Quiet Place. I loved that film. I mean, that was a great movie for me, and, and you know, I saw it with my daughters. So, um, and and it was like they were they connected with it and. Maybe it's just I need, to see, I need to see more movies with my girls. Um, but yeah, the, but know. I felt like they borrowed elements from that and the they happening and, and some other stuff, and it didn't feel wholly original to me. And so okay. I just didn't. I that was really my biggest issue That's with fair. it. So, but I did like it. Yeah. But you know. Okay, so talk about your other movies here. Next one, Upgrade. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Upgrade by. Uh, did make this. I, I completely oh, forgot. Oh, man. yeah. Lee Wanell. Yeah. Lee Wanell. Man, it's cool. It 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 really subverts <laughs> expectations more than once throughout the film. You just I was don't, shocked. You just don't expect it. It, it. We've talked about this. It appears as one type of film, mm-hmm. but then completely goes in a different direction that you're not expecting. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, you I thought it was... I didn't see that ending at all. Where... They're the writers, and we want to know, like, oh, you thought it was this kind of movie? No, it's this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just completely, you, you just don't see it. So and it really shifts on you, and you, you, when it when it happens, it's a shocker. And then you yeah. know that this thing was only made for for like nine oh, million dollars. Wow. It's it, super the, super low budget. Movie it is, for, but it looks, but it looks amazing that does. they made this on. There's some CGI where they need it, but they did a lot of practical effects mm-hmm. and. It and it could have been like really crappy practical effects on that budget, but it wasn't. It no. all looked great. No, they did. They did a great job. Really pull it off. What's next? Uh, the documentary "Won't You Be My Neighbor," mm-hmm. uh, the Mister Rogers documentary. I went yep. to see that at the theater, and I really think that's something that everybody should watch. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's PG thirteen, and there was like some language, and there was like this dude showing his butt in one part but but i think you know if you watch it with your kids and stuff you skip past that part i really feel like this is something that everybody should watch because miss you really see mr rogers was really kind mm-hmm. of the standard uh, gold standard of 
how you should treat each other. It really yeah. teaches you about about love and acceptance and yeah. just it's just it. I don't watch a whole lot of documentaries because mm-hmm. some of them I just can't really get into a lot of them. Yeah. But I really, you really feel something going all the way through this and just yeah. the people talking to about it. And, um, it really helps you see who this guy was. Too. I just, I wish, see, I, yeah, well, he, if you don't know, he was a Presbyterian preacher. Mm-hmm. But um, I really feel, I really wish this didn't have the language and that other stuff because I really feel like this is something that, if it didn't have that other content, this would be something great to show to people in church, just to watch in church, people could see this. Because yeah. it's really, you know, he really exudes the, the love of Christ in this. Mm-hmm. And, and so, mm-hmm. anyways, one of the best films of the year. Go go buy it. It's on video. Rent it, buy it, whatever. Um, it's amazing. Okay, yeah. did you have another television show? Oh, uh, no. Okay, no, all right, uh, then I'm going to get to my last one here. Uh, Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, mm-hmm. and this was uh, man, it's dark. It I is dark. Did it. you watch yeah, it? Yeah, you told me to watch it, so I did. It, it was pretty dark, dude. It was dark, but it was good. It's really good, though. Um, um this I think is, it's a different kind of take. On it the is. Whole. It is. Andy Andy Circus actually directed this, you know, uh, and he, you know, he did most of the motion capture. He actually played Baloo in this, mm-hmm. um, and I think. Okay, so here's the deal. There is some shoddy CGI here and there. There are parts where it looks yeah, bad, and but yeah, then but the there budget's are, not huge. Yeah, it's not huge. Um, I mean, this was a Warner Brothers film, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like the budget was huge. So, but in other parts, it looks fantastic. But um, I think I actually like this one a little better than than the junk than the Jungle Book, the Disney version, mm-hmm. because it really kind of. Delved in, delved into kind of like the, yeah, talking animals, but it was, <laughs> but it was realistic in that this was all about like, you know, don't forget about your worries and your strife, or you're gonna die in the jungle. Blues. The thing is, though, the thing that impressed me on this was the voice talent. The voice had. talent, yes, they had Benedict um, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch played uh, Shere Khan. Oh man, he had Kate Blanchett as that Ka. guy was born to play that character. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Kate Blanchett's Sheer Ka. It's mm. like it's like Lord of the Rings all over again. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Ka, Ka is, uh, yeah. The uh, Kate Blanchett played Ka. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Christian Bell played Bagheera, the Panther. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember who else, but there is this part in there, and it's like really shocking. It it was you want to talk about dark. There is this part in there, and I won't give it away. But well, I mean, how does you, Mowgli get raised by wolves in the first place? Right, sure. Yeah, we. I mean, so everybody kind of knows the story of how it happened, but, I mean, they show it. Yeah, they do. They show it. It's but there's this graphic. part where he eventually goes into the, uh, down to the village, and mm-hmm. there's this hunter down there, and you think, and he seems like a pretty decent guy, and he's yeah. helping Mowgli out and stuff, but then there's this really dark turn that reminds you, yeah, he's a poacher, he's a bad guy, he's and I won't, dude. and I won't give it away, because so it's one of bad. the most, it's one of the most shocking parts of this thing, but, I, but the voice mm. cast was excellent, I thought the writing was good, uh-huh. um, it was just, it was, it was really, um, I'm having a hard time summing it all up. It, I really thought it was a fantastic film. Now it is bloody. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's mostly animal violence. 
So I think that's how it got away with the PG-13 rating. Yeah, but, boy, um, but boy, it is bloody. It is pretty gruesome. But I, I, think, I think your small kids would probably yeah, like you, it. Don't show it to your little kids. Yeah, don't show it to your little kids. It's but, PG-13 for a reason. But I think uh, maybe older kids, maybe, I don't know, 12 or so. Mm-hmm. Let them watch this. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a good take on it. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, so now we're going to talk about um, the worst. The worst. Ugh. Okay, so Aquaman's pretty bad. Yeah, we just talked about yeah, it. Stay away from that one. Yeah. We talked about it. And The Predator. The Predator. We just... We yep, hated that's that That's my other one. My son hated that movie, and he loves Predator and Alien stuff. Well, I, li- I do. Like, so do I. I love I Predator, too. but... But, I mean, it was just a bad the way The way it treated mental illness is mm. what... That was what really got... Bugged me about it. It was the yeah. way it treated mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Yeah. Treated Asperger's like a like a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just. And you know, here's the thing. Back to Aquaman though, and there's a lot of things, and we're going to talk about stuff coming up. You know, that are coming up this year. I'm really worried about any other DC movies now. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about throwing down big money to watch a movie and just be so disappointed as I was in Aquaman. And it's the same deal with Justice League. I was disappointed with that. I thought it was just a bad movie. I, I, just wasn't real put together, and um, even Batman versus Superman was just kind of. It, it wasn't great. I mean, it was, it was just it, kinda, was, it was pretty decent. Uh, I thought I thought the director's cut was pretty decent. I yeah, bought the director's cut. It's I pretty bad it, when it, you got to buy a director's cut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's not good. Okay, so I do want to. Those are kind of the only two that you. Yeah, had. that's all I had because I mean I know there was. A lot of movies that were considered stinkers, but I don't like to comment on movies that I haven't actually seen. Right. I mean, so, we didn't see Holmes and Watson, but I think that one's that pretty. Is the I don't think train we, wreck of twenty eighteen. I don't think we need to see that one to discuss that one. No, I think we. I think that's pretty it? safe to Ooh, bet. That's wow. a pretty safe bet that you shouldn't watch it. Um, um, okay, so I want to talk about some stuff I'm looking forward to seeing this year. Uh, Stranger Things three is mm-hmm. coming, which I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know where it's going from here, but um, it 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 could be cool. I mean, it, they haven't had a misstep yet. Um, I hope that they can keep the momentum going. I I like that they're re- they're releasing uh two this sixteen uh, bit video game <laughs> in in conjunction with it, and it's like takes place within the story. Uh, yeah. Like like it's. It's its own story, but it's like in conjunction with with the with the with the season. So right. I mean, it's called Stranger Things three. Yeah, I, I was watching the Game Awards, and, and I think the Duffer Brothers introduced that. Pretty much, we don't have to talk about Marvel because Marvel's going to have some big movies this year. You're going to have Captain Marvel, of course. They're going to have Infinity War four. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a big year for Marvel. It's always a big year for Marvel if they just don't do something dumb they should be fine i think they'll they'll make you know we'll have this infinity war thing and that'll tie some stuff up captain marvel will, t- will give us some explanation i think i think it's smooth sailing as long as kevin feige doesn't die or gets fired yeah yeah um a couple of things you know what this is going to be a big year for star wars kids because he's Star Wars, <laughs> he's the last Jedi. Oh man, I can't wait. Stupid okay, people. one of the things that's happening this year, and I'm gonna have to break down and get it, is this Disney, Disney Plus. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna have to get it, and I might have to get CBS All Access too. Okay, because 
couple things are happening. One, they're producing and making right now, it's supposed to come out in 2019, The Mandalorian, which I have waited forever to have anything to do centered around my favorite nomadic tribe in the Star Wars universe, which is the Mandalorians, which is where Boba Fett came from. And I, I'm one of these, I'm so hardcore about it that I've totally disregarded the whole Jango Fett, Boba Fett's a clone. I've disregarded that and totally, I don't even care. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to give us some, like, show us who did Now, what I really loved was whenever Clone Wars did it, when Clone Wars had the whole Mandalorian in fact, stuff. In fact, that was clone, sweet. in fact, Clone Wars is also continuing exactly, on Disney+. Exactly, I was just going to get there. Oops, but, sorry. It's fine. But, uh, clone Wars is going to start up, and then we're getting, we're finally getting Star Wars Episode Nine. We're ending the whole Skywalker saga. So we're finally getting the end of that, and um, I'm excited to see where they take it. J.J. Um, Abrams has it again, right? Uh, which one? Uh, yes, J- nine. Oh, oh, 9, yes. J.J. Abrams, Abrams, Abrams has 9, and so we're going to see what happens. They're all talking about from the set, saying things like, oh my gosh, this is like huge. It's like everybody's just crying and stuff, and I like, can't believe they're doing this, and I can't believe that they're making this movie, and it's like, wow. It, um, I don't know so, if we're going to get those Star Wars shows on Disney Plus this year, though, because they did No, no, did, no, no, no. That's not, that's not happening until like 2020 or 2020. Yeah, because they're saying that's not going but to... But that's coming, and, and then yeah. the reason I'm getting, I'm going to have to get Disney Plus is because I have to, I just can't not watch that. I mean, the other thing is coming out on, okay, CBS All Access, okay has the Enterprise show, which I haven't seen any of it. But now I'm like, man, I wished I had, because I know people who are Trekkies who say that show is awesome. They love it. And and they're like, dude, you have to get CBS All so you can watch it. It's worth it. It's worth getting a CBS All. But the thing that they're going to produce, there's two shows coming out on CBS All Access I'm excited about. One is this Picard spinoff show which stars Patrick Stewart, and apparently he's older, of course. Apparently he's, he's not a captain. He's got some other captain. kind of job. He's doing something else. Like He's, he's the enterprise he's, janitor. He's sweeping the floors. I just have to see this. I'm like, you got Patrick Stewart to come back and play Picard, which he said he'd never do again, and here he is. I must have paid him a lot of money. But, well, yeah. dude, it's going to be a show with Picard, and I... Man, I can't miss that. Okay, um, I, I'm just gonna have to see it. The other show that's coming out is uh, was it Peel? Oh, Jordan Peel. Jordan uh-huh. Peel is producing the Twilight Zone. Yep, producing and hosting. And he'll be taking Rod Serling's place mm-hmm. when he comes out and says, "Picture a man in a car driving down the road." You know, and you just oh, if it's gonna be anything like what I've read. It's going to be in the spirit of what Serling used to do, and um, I, you know, I've seen all the other iterations of this, the Twilight Zone. I didn't really like them that much. I felt that they weren't Serling enough um, in that. But I think Peel is enough. Peel has enough clout and enough intelligence and writing clout to be able to pull this off. Because the thing about Rod Serling, and I don't know if many of you know this, but Rod Serling was an incredible writer, and he wrote most of these, and he was involved in the creation of a lot of these famous, famous stories, and he was responsible for getting 
the writers that they needed to pull off these amazing and memorable shows, episodes of The Twilight Zone. Everything from, you know, um, Time Enough at Last to, you know, all these great science fiction writers who would clamor to get on that show and write episodes for him. And I think Peel has enough clout to get those kind of people to write the show. And so if he does, it's going to be amazing. And you won't want to miss it. Um, anyway, I've got some more, but go ahead and talk about yours. Well, I just want to say, yeah, I would really like to see that Twilight Zone. But it's just another thing, though, is just that... That's another nine dollars on top of the other I streaming know. services I got. I know. So it's like I'm I'm gonna subscribe to Disney Plus, but they say that's going to be like significantly less than Netflix's price. Yeah. So, so it's, it's probably gonna be probably gonna be pretty affordable. So fifteen bucks a month, pro- maybe total. Fifteen bucks a month. You think with both of those, you think it'll be like what? Oh, with both of them, yeah, both of them, yeah, like $15. maybe, yeah. So, I could skip some stuff to have that. I can mm-hmm. do that. I can do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but I oh oh another one that's I'm really excited about is what's what we do in the shadows. What we do in the yes, that's the premiering in coming out in March. In March, it's coming, and I can't wait because it's going to be hysterical. Um, the movie is probably one of my favorite little Taika Waititi mm-hmm. shows, and, it, and it's not like a reboot or remake. <laughs> it's it's different characters set within the same universe as the yes. movie, and they're saying you no. Know, like, <laughs> Like the other characters from the show might show up in in from the movie might mm-hmm. show up in the show at some point, you know. Well, Tyke is Tyke is producing it. Yeah, he is. So so so, so is he's uh, involved. Yeah, he's so producing. Is so is Jermaine Clement. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm on board. I'm on board. I, the the movie is probably the biggest chuckle you'll ever have. I mean, if if you want to just die laughing at just insanity. Um, what We Do in the Shadows is a great little film, and you ought to go check it out. It's like a mockumentary about vampires living in a flat in, in, in New Zealand. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, so, and then I guess uh, It too, It Part 2 is coming, so we're mm-hmm. excited about that. you have any others that you're excited about? Well, I got a list here. Yeah, I know. Yep, I yep. see your Okay, list. okay. So, first up, Things my I most did. I, I, yep. Okay. I've, uh, I've, uh kind of put these in, in order of release. So cap, okay. first up, Captive State, coming mm-hmm. out March 29th. That looks really interesting. That looks good. I really hope that's going to be another good sci-fi We need movie. more. We do. We need more, we do. We need more um, science fiction that's original and, 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 and tells original stories that's not based on some old, you know, some other genre or some other, you know, like Alien. Oh, here's another Alien movie or here's another... Um, you know, uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, we need something that's like original script. Here's a new story. Here's something cool. You know, that's kind of stuff. Well, like this annihilation. Was, this was made by Rupert Wyatt, written and directed by Rupert Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, he made uh, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and yeah. so he's a, he's a great writer. Um, the only pro- one of the things I think that is this thing's already got going against it though, as far as box office numbers is, it's going right up against Dumbo. Oh, Same no. weekend, so you know Dumbo's going to trounce it. <sighs> Dumbo's going to kill. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be one of the most watched movies of the year. Probably. Yeah, but that, but don't. I'm not saying don't go see it. You, we, we'll review this, of course, and tell you whether you should see sure. it. But I think this is one of those films that looks really interesting. And again, when I'm going down through this list, I'm kind of excluding all the big, 
tip pole stuff, marble, yeah, and all yeah. that other stuff. Because that's so, kind of goes without saying. I mean, we're going to see those. We'll, we'll review them. But these are movies we're looking forward to seeing because uh, we're like, these are interesting. All right. Next up, the remake of Pet Cemetery, <laughs> oh, starring Jason Clark and uh, and John Lithgow. It, it looks it looks pretty terrifying. Coming out April fifth. Yeah, I wonder if they'll stay closer to the book this time. I imagine so. I mean, I mean, it did a really good job of staying close to the book. So uh, maybe they've learned their lesson. Maybe so. Um, but it looks interesting, at least. So I mm-hmm. hope that's really good. I really want to see that one. Yeah. Next up, um, probably, you know what? I would have put this probably at the top of my list <laughs> if I wasn't going by release date. John Wick 3 Parabellum. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that. Which is... man, the ending of John Wick 2... Wow. Who in New York is not an assassin, though? Like, who in New York is not an assassin? Um, Donald Trump. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyways. Um, or maybe. <laughs> and yeah, well, this seems like this was supposed to be the final chapter, and yeah. they're originally calling it John Wick, the final chapter. And they're calling but, it Parabellum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Isn't that part of your brain? I get. I oh, no, I have no, no idea. Cerebellum what, is something else. I don't, I don't know, what know what the cerebellum is. Part of offhand, what's cerebellum? I don't look know. it up while I'll, you talk. Whatever. Um, any, but the interesting thing is, was this is supposed to be the final one? But now, uh, uh, David, uh, what's his name? Is it Leitch, and the director? And uh, oh, it's a type of semi-automatic pistol or machine gun. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so clever. But uh, he and Connor Reeves are now saying, like, well, we got more ideas for more, so we want to make Dude. more. Oh, and you know what? TV-wise, I may have to subscribe to Stars again for a little while because they are making the Continental TV series. What? Within the uh, John... That's supposed to be out sometime this Within year, I believe. Within the John Wick universe? Yeah, so based around the Continental. Based around the, the hotel? The hotel, uh-huh. What if it's just about the, assassin the hotel. or whatever? And <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. Hey, uh, so uh, what time do you get off? Oh, uh, five o'clock. Okay. You want to go murder some people? Okay. Mm, okay. No, they don't murder anybody. They're just like well, they're bringing sad. food Whatever. to the assassin's yeah. hotel room. It's like it's all it is. <laughs> they slip something. I paid money for this. Why do I have stars? Okay. <laughs> next, uh, it, it chapter two. It we've chapter about two. That. We've talked about we that. So that next one. The long-awaited, the most one of the most wanted movies in years. I don't. Okay, maybe not by the by a huge audience. By me, but by me, by a good amount of people at least. Zombieland Two. It's about time we. Got it's finally funny Zombieland zombie movie. coming out October eleventh. Looking to see what's up with Tennessee and all the other gang. See what happens to them. Where they went. What happened. To yeah, them. it's it's the original director. The original writers and the original and actors. the original cast. Oh man! Yeah. So they it's got them all great. back. I wonder if Tallahassee will finally get a Twinkie. I don't know. Well, he'll we'll be like he'll be like, actually these. I don't think these, these do. Taste terrible. Yeah, I don't think these things do last forever. <laughs> this one's spoiled. Um, okay, so we have some stuff to look forward to. Um, hopefully, we've warned you about some things to just not watch. Um, but you know gonna be a good year i think 2019 is gonna be a good year for for entertainment and for uh for our sci-fi uh love 
Um, so um, next week we'll be back on a regular schedule. We'll do uh, probably movie of the week. We'll do a movie of the week and we'll review something. Probably Glass, right? Cause yeah, let, gonna go yeah, we're gonna, let's go see Glass. I, we'll critics it. have been saying crud about it, but, but I don't what? care. You Who know cares? What? They're going to slam M. Night Shyamalan because he's had a hit or miss career and they're going to try to find a way to... Now that he's really back on top again, they're going to oh, well, let's see if we can trash him. Um, that and may be like, be don't see I'm Night Shyamalan. Go see Aquaman. It's an awesome movie. Woo, Aquaman. Woo. Um, okay, well, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts.